coming up this week, hear all about how I'm planning my next Disney trip and why I think you should too. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I hope everyone is staying safe and sane under quarantine. My family's holding up pretty well, and I mean, we're starting to drive each other a little nuts, but we all know it's for the greater good, so we are powering through. Looking at this podcast, I do still have several February trip reports from before the park closed that I am working on editing and getting ready to post, including my own trip, which will be the episode after this. So I will be publishing all of those over the next few weeks and months. So you will be getting some regular trip reports coming out if you need that distraction. However, this week's episode is going to be a little different than what I usually do because I have brought some of my Disney friends on to chat with me. Now, I will clarify, if you are looking for a podcast to speculate about when the parks will reopen and pull random theories out of thin air about what we think things will be like when the parks reopen, this is not the podcast episode for you. I just wanted to be able to chat about why we are excited for whatever the future may hold at Disney and why we refuse to let the craziness of right now make us less excited for our next trip. Now, if you are planning a trip for this summer or this fall, please go ahead and submit it. I'm really excited to talk to people as we do get back to the parks. Now, obviously, we don't know with certainty what will happen and when, but If you have a trip planned, please go ahead and submit it and we'll cross our fingers and hope for the best that you do get to go and that we'll get to hear all about it. With all of that said, let's go ahead and jump into the interview for this week. All right, so I want to thank you guys so much for coming on this week. First of all, this is the first time that I have had three other people recording from three different places. So this is kind of a packed house here on To the Mouse and Back. Um, But I want to thank you guys so much for coming on my show this week. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, not like y'all had anything else to do, but you know. <laughs> I was, listen, I was really busy social distancing, okay? It's taking up all of my time. It's hard. Yeah. It takes more energy than you think. that's why I'm so tired all the time exactly um so this past weekend I was you know I just I I needed a distraction from life so I was like I'm gonna start working on planning my December trip so I'm going through and of course I plan all my trips around food so I'm picking like what restaurants we're gonna eat at and when and what day and all that and I'm doing calculations on like should we use the dining plan should we not use the dining plan and I'm sitting there and I'm like you know what I know that this trip that I'm planning out is probably not going to happen exactly like I'm planning it. You know, I know Disney's going to look different in December. And for a minute, I kind of started to feel a little just defeated by reality, I guess. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. I know things are going to be different, but we don't know what they're going to look like right now. And I'm not going to let that get me down. 
And I really wanted to take a little bit of time and just kind of focus on the positive and focus on the fun parts of Disney and try to forget a little bit about the uncertainty that we're dealing with in the world and with Disney. So I went to my handy dandy group text that I, we have mentioned before with my like crazy Disney people. And I asked a couple of them, hey, can you come on the show this week? And like, let's just talk about like, what are we excited about with Disney? And, you know, what are we doing to kind of kill all of our time here at home and stay excited about Disney? So um, I want to introduce the people who I have on this week. So um, a couple of the voices are going to be a little familiar. So I want to say hey to Lauren, who has been on the show a couple times to talk about her wedding and um, her trips to Disney being pregnant and then with young kids. So hey, Lauren. Hi, Rachel. Hi, everybody listening. I'm sure you're sick of hearing me, but guess what? I'm back. <laughs> Just can't keep Lauren off the podcast. So, um, And then another familiar voice. Uh, I want to welcome Danny from the Average Disnerd podcast. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I, you know, normally I have guests on my show, so it's very refreshing to come onto a show and just talk and not have to worry about any of the, the legwork. <laughs> I know you get to just be lazy and have opinions. Those are my favorite two things. <laughs> Buckle up. This will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, new to the podcast, I want to welcome Courtney, who um, has the wonderful and sometimes exhausting job of um, being a travel agent. So, hey, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm new to podcasts. Never done this before. So Rachel had to show me how to even make my computer work. So um, <laughs> thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Well, hey, tomorrow you will not be able to say that you've never been on a podcast before. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, like I said, like there's just so much that's overwhelming right now and a little exhausting, a very, very exhausting, especially for those of us with kids uh, who are trying to work from home and all of that fun stuff. So what are you guys doing with all of this craziness to just kind of keep the magic alive, you know, either from just a life perspective, but, you know, especially from a Disney perspective, what are you doing to keep that Disney magic alive? I can go first and let you know what kind of we're doing on our home front. Um, so obviously most people know I have two little ones. I have an almost four-year-old and a one-year-old, and we were actually supposed to be going to Disney in April for my soon-to-be four-year-old's birthday. Obviously that is not happening. Thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> Um, but honestly, like we've been trying to watch as much Disney plus as possible. Um, my son the other day asked to see Mickey and Minnie. So I busted out my wedding video and he got to see mommy and daddy with Mickey and Minnie. And he thought that was the greatest thing ever. Oh, and then on the front of like trying to burn energy, we actually went and bought a giant swing set. Um, for the backyard, why we didn't have one before, I don't know. Um, but honestly, it's like the best investment ever because he thinks that we now have Disney World in our backyard. So <laughs> we may actually be sa like saving money coming up because I'm like, oh, you're going to go to your grandparents' house and mommy and daddy are going to Disney World because you think you have Disney World in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yep. I'm so glad you mentioned Disney Plus because, I mean, could they have timed the release of Disney Plus any better than they did? It is no. so crazy. Like, having Onward has been insane. Like, 
I never in a million years would have guessed that Disney was going to release Onward to Disney Plus as fast as they did when it was still doing very yeah. well in the theaters. I understand we can't go to the theaters, but it's still crazy to even think that they took that leap. Well, and not only that, but also today, um, I'm not sure if any of you guys had seen, but um, Bob Iger had been quoted saying that um, they aren't done looking at Disney Plus for theatrical releases. Obviously, you know, we can't go to theaters right now, and who knows when we'll be able to, and they've been shifting their um, box office um, schedule around quite a bit. Um, They've already announced that Artemis Fowl was coming to Disney Plus, which was supposed to go to theaters. But Bob Iger even today said, not all of the movies we had planned coming out to theaters will be coming to Disney Plus, but we're not done looking at Disney Plus for uh, more releases. So I'm not saying Black Widow is going to show up there as much as I would love that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that they are going to start looking at that a little bit more because as much as I love Disney Plus, their original content isn't as um, abundant as I would have hoped. So it's such... What a crazy world that we live in that they were like, oh, well, I guess we didn't develop enough TV shows. But you know what? We've got movies that can't be released right now. So why not that? It's it's just bananas. Oh, for sure. I have found it so interesting. If you look at everything on Disney Plus kind of on like a timeline, we're kind of like sandwiching in from either end because we're watching this new stuff you know we're watching frozen 2 i mean how many times have we watched frozen 2 in this house numbers don't go that high um but but we're also watching a lot of older stuff like we watched swiss family robinson which we walked through the swiss family robinson treehouse for the first time when we were at disney um two months ago and so when i mentioned to my daughter that like hey they have the movie that that's from she's like oh my goodness and we watched the first half of it one night and the next morning she woke up and was like can we finish it can we finish Swiss Family Robinson like she was so excited to watch a movie from 1960 I think um so it's so cool to have all that content available yeah it's 100% been a lifesaver in our house like I really don't know what I would do if we didn't have Disney plus this is going to sound really bad but I am one of those parents that's trying to work. I work for an education technology company. So obviously we're extremely, extremely busy right now. So I give my four-year-old an iPad and he just watches Disney Plus all day. All you sanctum mommies out there can judge me, but it's called survival. And I cannot thank Disney enough for having that, honestly. (laughs) No judgment here. My 12-year-old all day is on Disney Plus. And honestly... I'd rather have her watching Disney Plus when I know it's appropriate and, you know, something that she can watch where I'm okay to leave the room and not worry about what's on the screen. So I I totally 100% agree that Disney Plus has saved us in this quarantine. <laughs> without it, I don't know if we'd, I don't know if we would be functioning without it. I'd just like to clarify that if anybody listening to this is judging any of us for giving our children tablets while we try to get work done, go ahead and hit that unsubscribe button in your podcast (laughs) app because I do not have room for judgment right now because you are so right. This is like survival mode. Yes. Survival mode. Let me me say as this episode's resident childless millennial – uh, oh, <laughs> that really the honor should be going to every parent around here because I mean, look, I'm bored. I am struggling to get through the day. I'm just trying to stay occupied. But anytime that I talk to either family or friends that have kids, man, my hats off <laughs> seriously. So as far as I'm concerned, give them an iPad. I, I don't know. Give, give them the keys to the car and <laughs> like whatever you want. <laughs> right. Oh, Danny, honestly, as like a working parent and struggling so hard hearing a, uh, like a childless millennial say that 
Like, I don't think you realize how good it makes me feel as a parent <laughs> because every day I feel like I'm failing. So I appreciate you saying, hey, you guys are doing a good job. Keep doing what you have to do. So thanks for at least supporting us. <laughs> I, I, agree. I agree. The failure is strong here lately. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, you are stronger than I. So uh, cheers. so danny with all of your free time which is infuriating by the way but (laughs) what are you doing with your free time how are you occupying yourself when you have absolutely nothing to do um it depends on on the day i guess uh i'm someone that likes to you know keep my hands busy like either doing laundry or uh doing dishes my girlfriend loves it the house has never been cleaner so (laughs) that's been fantastic for her but I mean as someone that runs a Disney podcast it probably won't come as much of a surprise that podcasts I mean I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're listening to this at home like listening to a podcast but man there are just we live in an age where there are I can't even count how many Disney podcasts there are, be it the one we're on right now or my own or ones that I've guested on or had guests of. Man, I I don't even want to list them because I'd run out of time. But podcasts have been a really big thing for me. But the other big one um, is YouTube. And I'm not sure how many people out there have ever really like dived into Disney YouTube. But I think there's two categories here. There is... um, the Living Vicarious YouTube channels, where if you can just go on YouTube and search for various, like, I don't know, Seven Dwarves Mine Train and say, I, I want to ride Seven Dwarves Mine Train or pick my kid up, like, in a basket, which I'm sure you've seen on, like, social media and pretend uh-huh. that they're on the ride. Like, seeing that online, oddly enough, gives you just a little bit of a Disney hit um, where you can be like, oh, yeah, I remember going there. Uh, the other type of YouTube that I love um, is kind of the more educational aspect uh defunct land is a big youtube channel for this where you can find video essays going into the history of either attractions or resorts or uh or places around disney that never got built those are really really interesting um uh rob plays is another great youtube channel that does a lot of that um like more essay style so i've been honestly learning a lot about disney history that i didn't previously know um so Again, childless millennial. Who, who's surprised <laughs> to hear that I'm the one that's saying podcasts and YouTube are my <laughs> outlets at this point? I mean, you've got to do something with all your time that's no longer spent depriving children of things in Disney World. So, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Let me be clear for all the listeners. I'm an Orlando local. I live about 20 minutes from Disney. So, <laughs> I'm there at least once a week. And the the shame I have for going there without children, let me tell you. how dare you steal all those pretzels from the kids i cannot believe you (laughs) one thing that i have really enjoyed recently i don't know if you all follow joe rody on instagram but he has been going through um you know he's basically kind of the main imagineer designer whatever around um animal kingdom Mm -hmm. And he has been posting some of his personal pictures from Animal Kingdom on Instagram, along with like paragraphs of, you know, talking about, you know, what was the idea behind certain things. I mean, it really makes me wish that we had a Joe Rody for each park who could go through and talk about those (laughs) things because it's fascinating. Yeah, he's kind of like the... uh like the Steve Jobs of, you know, of Walt Disney Imagineering kind of like obviously Imagineering is a is a very large uh, section of the organization and there's just countless talented uh, artists and engineers in there. Um, but Joe Rody is kind of he was the 
for lack of a better term, the visionary of Animal Kingdom. And even though he currently works for Imagineering in other aspects, uh, last I checked, he's actually heading up all of the Marvel um, representation that they're putting into the parks now. Uh, even though he doesn't really interact with Animal Kingdom because that park is built, he loves that park. Like every yeah. fiber of his being loves, loves, loves that park. And what I love so much about his um, Instagram and also his Twitter presence is that he loves to interact with fans and people like us that love these parks and you know have such a sentimental place in our hearts for them um people will post on twitter like hey i saw this thing in um pandora can you tell me like what that's about and then he'll just give like a dissertation (laughs) through twitter (laughs) as to their thought process and how it fits in story wise um he's he's just stellar my favorite thing is when people message him on Twitter and say, hey, is there enough time to fix the Disco Yeti? And he just responds with, no, 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 no. At this point, I would almost be sad if they fixed the Disco Yeti. Is that weird? I would not. Really? (laughs) No. Of course, I've never ridden uh, Expedition Everest because I'm worried it'll make me feel like I'm going to die. But I want to know what it's actually supposed to look like. Oh, it's my favorite ride. I do kind of feel like I'm going to die every time I ride it, honestly. <laughs> but but it's a death that's worth it. Absolutely. But yes, now that you say I feel like I'm going to die, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of the feeling I get. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel that way. Especially when it goes backwards yeah. into the dark. You're like, okay, I could probably die. Yeah, I could die. <laughs> yeah. I'd be good exactly. with this. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, like what if the track doesn't click together? Like this is it. I'm like, well, at least I'm going down on Disney, you know? Right. <laughs> ask for any place better. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, Danny, you mentioned being a local. I'm kind of curious, you know, for the rest of us, when we go to Disney, we have to like plan and anticipate. And, you know, you up until a couple of weeks ago, I'll put words in your mouth. I'm guessing you kind of took for granted how much access you had to it. Uh, is that, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. You know, my girlfriend and I were talking about this, uh, about, I would say about a week ago or so, where for the first couple of weeks, the world was just such a, I don't know, confusing and ever-changing place that we kind of got distracted really quick. We were like, we, we're not even thinking about going to the parks because the parks to us, like you said, like, it's less of a vacation destination and more of this is just where we go to hang out. So imagine like your local watering hole or like a park that you might go to with your kids nearby. Like that's kind of what Disney is to us, obviously at a much grander scale. Yeah. So in the same way, I'm sure you probably didn't think for a little while about XYZ places. And we didn't think about Disney until about last week. And it was uh, last weekend, I should say. It was a Saturday. And obviously, we're not leaving the house um, because neither should you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hashtag stay home. (laughs) Stay home. Um, We weren't leaving the house. And we turned to each other and we're like, man, I would kill for a Ronto rap right now. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're definitely in that that wheelhouse of trying to figure out, well, how do we kind of get a little bit of that magic? And I know you had mentioned food earlier. Um, food is a big aspect in our lives as well and kind of what we love about Disney. So we've already kind of planned. We we did Mickey Waffles recently because um, we do have a Mickey Waffle Iron. Um, so that gave us a little bit of magic. But we actually want to figure out how to make Ronto wraps at home. So like we're going to go get pitas and sausages like on our weekly grocery run. We're going to get the ingredients for that. And we're maybe looking at some other Disney uh, recipes to try to recreate just so that we can get a little bit of that magic while still, again, staying safe. 
Nice. There's a recipe out there for the sticky buns from Garden Grill breakfast. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, I've already gained too much weight. It's been three weeks. I Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing better than sticky buns. <laughs> right. So I am curious, Courtney, with you being a travel agent and running a travel agency, what when you talk to your clients who are thinking about planning the, you know their next trips what are they most excited about do you feel like people are excited about the same thing or do you feel like i guess kind of knowing that disney can be taken away from us do you feel like it's kind of given people a new appreciation for just kind of you know what we're able to do when we go there I actually think, yes, we have had hundreds of clients that were scheduled to be there, you know, during these closures from March and April and May. And I would say it really has changed perspective because every day I'm always like, I've got to have Millennium Falcon. I've got to have this, you know, just all these things that we feel are such a necessity to to enjoy Disney. Like so many people are like, if I don't have that Ohana, you know, dinner at 8 p.m. where I can see the fireworks, it's going to be the whole trip's ruined. You know, I think now it's more like I get all my clients coming back to me and they're like, Courtney, we just want to go. Like just plan whatever you can plan. We just want to go. And honestly, I think it's brought the magic back. Does that make sense? Like I think it, I think it's brought the magic back to planning Disney it's kind of refreshing. Like, it's not about what fast pass you got when you got it. It's, you know, it's more about, um, it's more about, they just want to see the castle. They just want to see Mickey. And it's really brought the perspective of what Disney really is about back. And it's really exciting. I've done dining for several clients this week and I have another one in the morning and all of them are just kind of like, we just want to see Mickey. We just want to go and feel the magic. We need something to look forward to. So I actually find that all my clients are pretty much saying, I want to see Mickey. I want to see that castle. I want to have a Dole Whip, (laughs) you know, all these things (laughs) that I myself want a Dole Whip. I may cry when I see the castle holding that Dole Whip, but that's what I want. And a churro, a churro in the other hand. (laughs) um, You know, I just think that it's really, I think this whole situation has kind of recharged us and kind of made us feel like what's most important. And it's really brought the joy back to my, you know, to my everyday. Because, I mean, you know, everyone else planning their trips, they're thinking about their trip. Whereas right now I'm thinking about my next client's trip. You know what I mean? Like I'm always, I'm constantly in Disney, even though I'm not in Disney. Um, And for me, I just think it's been such an awesome thing during this time because I've done a lot of dining and stuff. Not a lot of fast passes because we have a lot of uncertainty, you know, for June. And, um, but I've done a lot of fast passes in dining for people that are just kind of like, hey, I'm happy that I'm going. I'm happy that my trip is still happening. So I really think, you know, people are really starting to kind of get back to the magic of Disney. And I really like that. It's, it's really exciting. I think that's awesome. Lauren, what you guys had to cancel your April trip. When are you hoping to be able to go back? So yeah, we canceled our April trip and we actually had it rebooked for May 10th um, before 
they did their second round of closure. So technically right mm -hmm. now we're May 10th, but um, I feel pretty safe to say that's not going to be the case. Uh, so we are actually going to be shooting for July. Um, it's around the third week of July that we're going to be there, um, which we're actually just tagging on to another vacation. We were supposed to be going to um, Disney's Hilton Head Resort for the weekend. So we're actually going to go there for the weekend the 17th, 18th, and 19th, and then head straight to Disney after that. So it's going to be like a super duper Disney trip, if you will. <laughs> nice. Oh, that sounds like fun. We're just going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so hot. It is so hot, but we go every year for July 4th, and it sounds crazy, but it's my it favorite time of year at Disney. <laughs> I mean, I think I might like it better than Christmas and Halloween. I go on Fourth of July quite a bit, actually, because I've got I call him a friend, but he forces me to go to Disney on Fourth of July every year. So <laughs> how much of a friend is he really? Um, for years, uh, he's been coming to visit. And now, thankfully, he lives here um, where he and his wife just love going to uh, Epcot on the Fourth of July. So I've gone for the past four or five years, I want to say, uh, without fail. Um, and. What's crazy is during the day, I know you probably think like, oh man, 4th of July has got to be crazy. During the day, it's really not. During the day, I think most people are at the pool. So like between yes. noon to six or seven o'clock is pretty chill. Seven, eight o'clock is when it starts picking up and it gets around what you would expect. But man, their fireworks display on the 4th of July, uh, I mean, that that's one for the history books. It's really, really cool. I'll be curious to see what they do this year, considering Illuminations is no longer here, and now we have Epcot Forever. So, you mm -hmm. know, hopefully if we're open by then, then I'd, I'm very excited to see what tag they throw on. I mean, honestly, like, it is hot in July, but I totally agree. 4th of July is unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life at Disney. That was actually our family trip growing up. So every single year since I was two years old, we always went to Disney for the 4th of July. It wasn't till I became an old lady that I was like, man, it's too hot for me in July and stopped <laughs> going. Um, but honestly, like if you're planning a trip and you're like, oh, I don't want to go because it's hot, it's worth it. The fireworks are worth it. It is insane. And if you want prime time splash mountain riding, go during the fireworks on the third because you know how they do the third and the fourth kind yep. of the same. So I always go, I always have my hopper pass or, you know, so I go on the third and I just ride splash mountain several times. You still see the fireworks, but you still can ride the ride, which is my favorite ride. Yes. So it's really, I mean, I think it's the best time to go. So if you're out there thinking that you want to go to Disney and you want to go fast, but you are apprehensive about July 4th, do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, the reason we're going in July is because my soul cannot take much longer of not being in Disney. Like I literally can't <laughs> function. My body is shutting down because it's Disney withdrawals. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I don't care if it's a thousand degrees. I don't care if it rains every day. Like we're going to go, we're going to have fun. And it doesn't matter what we do. Just like you said, Courtney, like, I don't care where we eat at. I don't care what fast passes we have. Nope. <laughs> as long as me, my husband, and my two kids are in Disney and we're having fun as a family, like, that's really all that matters to me. Agreed. We have reservations for Ohana at the oh. fireworks time on the 4th. So 
I'm praying we get to still go because that's our our family thing is to eat at Ohana every 4th of July. That's just that's just our thing. See, that's tradition. You have to have it. See, that means it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and if it was like, you know, gone this year, I think I'd be sad. But I also think the trip is kind of giving us something to look forward to. And I think that's what I love most about Disney is that it, I go four times a year. So whenever I'm home, I'm constantly looking forward to the next one just because it brings us together as a family. You know, it's a chance for me to be a kid, my husband to be a kid, my daughter to be a kid, my dad, you know, all of us just to come together for the love of Disney. Totally. Oh, for sure. Well, and you know, we've got our December trip booked and, you know, I'm seeing in the news that there will probably be another round of this next fall and whatever. And, you know, so we don't, you know, we don't know what the future looks like, but Mike and I have already talked. And even if, you know, there's a chance one of us could lose our jobs over this year. You know, there's a chance that things could look, you know, crazy in the fall. But we said, if the resort is open, we're booked at Riviera where we're DVC owners. If the resort is open, we're going. And even if we stay in our room and we use our kitchen in the room and we cook most of our meals there and only go to the parks one day or don't go to the parks and just hang out in the pool, we're going because... I I want to be there. I want to I want to get out of the four walls of this house. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. and I want to have something to look forward to and to be excited about. And you know, like and it's it's kind of funny because like most of the people who listen to this podcast are like type A planner people and don't be offended <laughs> anybody like that's me. I'm describing myself too. <laughs> yeah. like, I will own that. And like But, you know, the reason we like to do that, we enjoy the planning aspect of it. But then it also, you know, we like having a plan and then it makes us better able to adapt to changes. Like that's the reason we do it. And sometimes the changes are like, oh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train is down. So the lines are way longer at everything else. How do I adapt? You know, like sometimes they're pretty minor. Sometimes the changes, oh, there's a global pandemic that is <laughs> making businesses shut down. You know, like some of these changes are bigger, but this, we have been training for this. We have been training for, I'm going to make my plan. And then as I get new information, I'm going to adjust my plan. You know, I've talked to a couple of people who they're like, I can't, I can't even, you know, I can't even think about Disney right now because it's closed. I don't know when it's going to reopen. I don't, you know, I I heard somebody say on a Facebook group that they won't have meet and greets or I heard that this will, and I'm like, you know, stop it. Stop listening to that because all these people are just out there guessing. They don't know anything. Make your plans based on what we know now. Exactly. And be excited. Exactly. You're allowed to be excited. Totally. I'll be completely honest. It, it, I kind of look at it the same way with the movies. Like they they announced that Mulan will be moving to July 24th. Guys, that's a that's a that's a hope. That that's a wish on a star that they're going to open up by the July 4th. Like they don't they know just about as much as we do. They do. They <laughs> yep, really do. For sure. Yeah. So to say that like oh well we don't know. Guess what? Neither do they. So just like you said, like yeah, I I let me put it to you this way. I just literally 20 minutes ago before starting this recording i renewed my annual pass to disney and i was talking to my girlfriend mm. and i said okay well gold it's now more expensive it's now 55 dollars a month which that hurt me to say um, <laughs> 55 dollars a month for a gold pass and it's 40 dollars a month for a silver and i'm like that, that kind of adds up over time like do i really need gold all i'd be losing is june and july and 
I don't know June or July right now. Like, what is that even going to look like? And I went, but you know what What would really be terrible? If I did silver and then we open up June 1st or June 15th or whatever, and then July, my friend Andrew's like, hey, 4th of July, am I right? And I'm like, well, well silver, I'm a peasant, so <laughs> I guess I'm not going. Uh that would that would destroy me. So instead, I said, whatever, I'm going to go for gold again because uh, they got me. And here I am now, a new renewed gold annual pass holder. There you go. Danny, you saying silver and being a peasant literally <laughs> just made my night. That is honestly, right. if you are diehard Disney and you are an annual pass holder and you just said like, mm, well, I cheaped out and went for silver. Like, yeah, you are a peasant. Like, who are you? I don't even know who you are anymore. Right. Like, Everything's relative. Everything's relative. <laughs> that, I was going to say, that is a total hashtag first world problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm, I'm thankful that I still have a job at the moment, so. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I get it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be going in July. But guess what? I'm going to plan as if I'm going to go in July because yeah. it makes me excited and it gives me something to look forward to. I mean, we have a Disney cruise book for November. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I don't know if we're going on that either. But guess what? I'm a plan and I'm a pay like I am because yeah. it it excites me. Like there's just so much negativity out there of like, oh, well, I heard this and I heard this. There was literally like, I don't know if anybody follows like Disney food blog on Instagram or not. But I'm a big follower from there. We love food. Anyways, somebody wrote that like they were going on the cruise in November and they weren't sure if it was going to happen. Like I replied like, yes, me too. You know, let's just stay positive. Somebody replied to our comment and was like, y'all are going to get coronavirus and die. And that's what you deserve. I was like, wow. Wow. Guys, we're looking for a happy medium. We need you to be cautious yes. and, and and educated, but we do not need alarmists. So whoever that person was on the internet, I, I like your moxie, but maybe find a happier medium here. Right. I was like, I just replied with like, we really don't need that negativity right now. Like, let's just, yeah. just know. Like, let people be excited and let people plan their trips as if it's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Tomorrow we could wake up and this could all disappear. I mean, I know it's not, but like that's how much we know at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just like the joy of like a better tomorrow is coming. You know what I mean? Like I just think it's something to distract you from all the negativity. So just to clarify, are you saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow? There is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. There it is. There it is. My my TA friends will laugh because, you know, the last few weeks we've been on hold for like six hours. (laughs) And that song plays like over and over again. And then it's, you know, um, Grim, Grinning, Gross. You know, all of them play back to back to back. So... My whole family like goes around singing it because I leave it on speaker. (laughs) They definitely did not plan for like six or eight hour hold times when they were coming up with that loop of hold music. Yeah, they need like a at least an hour loop. So at least, you know, by hour (laughs) six, you've only heard it six times instead of like 24. But I just think we all need something to look forward to. You know what I mean? The main thing people say to me, well, what if it's closed? And I'm like, well, what if it's open? We've got a really awesome trip planned. You know? Instead of saying, what if it's not? Let's say, what if it is? You know, just trying to keep, trying to keep it positive. You know, just 
something to look forward to, something to be happy about. I was supposed to be on a cruise on May 2nd, and I was still planning Sunday night before they canceled it Monday morning. And, um, you know, just keeping the, keeping the spirits high, I think, is what I think Disney's bringing right now. Even if it's not open, well, we'll just shift the trip. Yeah. It's not over. We'll just shift it. Yeah. For sure. And honestly, like, I think we need to give a shout out to the cast members that are doing all the rescheduling. I mean, obviously, Courtney, you're a travel agent. You've been on the phone with them for hours. Like, they're answering call after call after call, back to back to back to back. Um, so shout out to those cast members. Yeah. And they're working long hours, like 7 a.m. to 10. And I'll tell you, if you're in the call queue before 10 p.m., they answer everyone's call. There was one night it went to like 1 a.m. And unfortunately, they just couldn't answer, you know, a couple of us got, you know, disconnected. But I was like, still, they stayed open three hours afterwards. So they're working so hard and they all are up to date on what you need. I know when I finally got through, they helped about 15, 16 of my clients with a smile. You, You just hear the smile on their face. And they were just so ready to help. So, yeah, they deserve a big shout out. They're, yeah. They have a really hard job. And, you know, a lot of people have, unfortunately, tempers and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of money's involved. I mean, you've got some people that spend 12, 13, 14, 15 plus thousand dollars on a trip. Shh, my husband doesn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> they just handle it with grace. You know what I mean? They just, they take a lot. So, yeah, they do deserve a lot of praise. Yeah, and that's like, I cannot even imagine the people that are freaking out on them about their vacation. Like, they're the ones that have caused this pandemic. <laughs> so, um, I really... I, I felt that. I feel that on a personal <sighs> level. Know, yeah, no, like, I totally understand. That's not okay. And honestly, I feel like before they open Disney to the public... Um, they should give all those cast members like just a solid week for them and their families to go to Disney and have fun and take a break because they're the ones that are on the front lines dealing with those terrible human beings who have no empathy. I agree. They need a day where they can just feel the magic and be rewarded for their loyalty and everything. Totally agree. They're, They're really awesome. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on and distracting me from how terrible things are sometimes and just, you know, focusing on the positive. I've mentioned on this podcast before, we have our super nerdy Disney (laughs) group chat that, you know, sometimes we're posting Disney news, you know, sometimes we're in the parks and we're posting pictures, we're posting memes and whatever. And like, It's just a fun way to be a Disney nerd because, you know, some people you're like, oh, can I tell you this thing about Disney? And they're like, really? Why? (laughs) What are you talking about Disney again? Like, do you ever think about anything other than Disney? Let me tell you, if you have friends who talk to you like that, you do not need that kind of negativity in your life. Okay. (laughs) Amen. Just move on and get yourself a group text with other people who are just like you and (laughs) will be excited about these things because like it really it makes it a lot of fun so I am so glad that I have you guys and the rest of our chat just to be excited about silly little Disney things because it really is just so much fun yes Yes, everybody needs a Disney nerd chat everybody (laughs) 
For sure. <laughs> I agree. And um, obviously, Rachel, thank you for having us on here. We've It's yes, always fun. You. It's fun in the chat, but then it's also like fun to actually talk to people in real life. <laughs> Especially when we're all quarantined and the only people I ever talk to are my husband and children. So thank you uh, for yeah. this. Yes. I'm just so <laughs> yes. excited to be on a podcast. Never been on one before. It's really exciting. So. Again, now you can't say that anymore. So right? this is so fun. <laughs> All right. So Danny, other than your previous two episodes of To the Mouse and Back, where can people find you? Um, so you can find me at Average Disnerd on Instagram and Twitter, um, AverageDisnerd.com for my website, but primarily anywhere you find podcasts, uh, search Average Disnerd. Uh, my podcast, uh, a lot like Rachel's, has a different um guest on each episode um it ranges in terms of topics so we go all over the place in terms of disney parks we talk about universal as well so if you ever like visiting universal orlando resort we talk that um rumors news uh various i don't know fun topics such as food and what have you so yeah if you feel like that sounds like something interesting to you go ahead and check it out danny one of the things i love about your podcast and i think i've mentioned this before on a previous episode but you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are just kind of like Disney news and Disney movie news and, you know, trip planning like this one. Um, but you just cover such unique topics, talking about conservation at Disney, dealing with anxiety at Disney. Like, I just think you have the coolest topics that nobody else talks about. So I highly recommend um, people give your podcast a listen. Well, thank you. It, um, my goal with the show has always been to bring passionate people onto the show um, and have them talk about whatever they're passionate about. So you're right. Like, uh, thank you so much for saying that. Like, I had a conservation episode. My girlfriend came on to talk about anxiety while visiting Disney. Like, it's really just about whoever I invite on and whatever they're really, really passionate about. So hopefully uh, you find that fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And then, Courtney, where can people find you or your travel agency online? Um, we're called the Travel Ladies. We're based out of North Carolina. Um, on Facebook, we're just the Travel Ladies. My personal one is Courtney Bryson at the Travel Ladies, just Courtney Bryson TTL. And um, the Travel Ladies NC on Instagram and Travel Ladies NC on Twitter. And basically, we just specialize in Disney and all sorts of other fun things. And we're a full service travel agency and we... We're, we're the ones up at 6 a.m. for dining, 7 a.m. for fast passes, you know, all that fun stuff. But every one of our girls, we're all specializing in Disney. We know Disney like the back of our hand. So that's where you can find us. If you'd like to give us a like, we'd love it. Awesome. And then Lauren, where can people find you online again, other than your previous three episodes of To the Mouse and Back? You're beating Danny, by the way. Oh, oh. <laughs> Man, that makes me feel good. I can't believe I'm beating Danny. Like, I'm like, all right, folks. But other than that, I don't have any sort of cool, exciting things for you guys to follow. You can totally follow me on Instagram. It's LM Norris, and as in Nancy Norris, Chuck Norris, 1221. Um, you'll pretty much find pictures of Disney and my dogs. Um, so if you like Disney <laughs> and dogs, like my Instagram is where it's at. Um, if you're thinking about planning a wedding in Disney and want to know questions that I didn't answer in my podcast, obviously hit me up. I'm happy to help. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's not boring. I promise. 
<laughs> you do have adorable dogs, by the way. So. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I will let you now go back to your very, very busy quarantine lives where you cannot leave your house. <laughs> I have a very long to-do list. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 Big thanks to Courtney, Lauren, and Danny for coming on the show this week. Be sure to check out the show notes to see links to some of the things that we talked about and if you want to follow any of them on social media. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>